This is Health Dose, a conversational podcast that focuses on issues concerning your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today we're going to talk about a disappointing trend of declining participation among women for cervical cancer screening, and that includes women locally as well as in a nationwide survey. Dr. Anisha Kapoor is a family medicine resident physician at MidMichigan Medical Center Gratiot in Alma. Dr. Kapoor has a special interest in preventative medicine and women's health. We asked Dr. Kapoor, What is cervical cancer and what is its cause? Cancer is a disease which causes cells to grow out of control. And it's always named after the part of the body that it starts at. So cervical cancer is basically cancer of the cervix. And the cervix is the lower narrow end portion of the uterus, which forms a connection between the birth canal and the womb. That's basically what cervical cancer is. Is there anything unique about cervical cancer? What causes cervical cancer and and how can women protect themselves against it? Almost all cases of cervical cancer are caused by the HPV, human papilloma virus. And it is a large family of virus with many cousins, also known as serotypes. So There are high-risk viruses that can cause cervical cancer. Younger women tend to clear out the virus on their own. However, if the virus is found in older women, they have a greater tendency to cause or lead to cervical cancer. So the virus causes a damage or a change in the genetic makeup of the cells And that change can result in cancerous changes. So the virus triggers those cells to go out of control and and growth. Mm -hmm. How is the the virus transmitted? The virus is actually transmitted by sexual intercourse. HPV is a sexually transmitted infection. And it's managing risk factors or high-risk behavior. Those who have had multiple sexual partners or whose partner has had multiple sexual partners, are at risk for transmission of the virus. Mm -hmm. So in women, it causes cervical cancer. In men, it causes 90% of penile cancers and even anorectal cancers. Really? So We never talk about how it affects men. Yep. There have been some recent changes in screening guidelines. What are the current recommendations for people? So the last 10 years have seen a major change in screening guidelines. And there have been so many different guidelines, organizations coming up with their, you know, their own changes. The most recent guidelines tell us that there are three different ways to screen for cervical cancer. The first thing I want to say that it is a privilege and it is an investment in your health to be screened, to be able to screen for this cancer because it is a highly preventable cancer And a lot of women are not aware that they can be screened and this cancer can be prevented. So first of all, you have to be 21 years of age and screening can go up to 65 years of age. Women between 21 and 29 can get the traditional pap test, which in which a provider goes in with a speculum and, you know, collects cells and sends it to the lab and and then you get your result. So between 21 and 29, the pap test is what is done, and it is every three years. 
between women aged 30 to 65, there are three different options that they have. The most recent guidelines state that they can either get the HPV test alone, the PAP test alone, or HPV with the PAP, PAP co-testing both together. And then they're good for five years with HPV alone or the co-testing alone. And if they choose to get the PAP test, they need to be screened every three years. Your offices uh, become concerned that not enough women are getting this screening. And there's been some recent data analysis that shows this may be a growing nationwide trend that is moving in the wrong direction. What did the data show and what are the possible barriers to women getting the screening? Why is the pushback? You're right. There are three large U.S. health surveys done which showed that screening rates have reduced in the recent years. The major predictors of screening were lack of insurance coverage, whether they had copay or no copay, older age, rural residents, and a lack of education. And since the change of screening guidelines in 2012, a study was published just last year in 2019 showed a significant decline in screening rates. Is it that women aren't seeing their OBGYN or is it that when they do see their OBGYN, they're not getting a comprehensive screening? I would say it's mostly lack of education. In a rural setting, not many women are aware that there is something called the HPV, something called the cervical cancer, and they may be a little confused about the recent changes in frequency of screening. Mm -hmm. So right up to 2012, guidelines said screen women every year, and now it's every three years, and there's, there are other guidelines that say every five years. They may also have a concern about what it entails, so it's a very personal exam. You know, it's in some cases, especially younger women can feel vulnerable, especially those who have not had children before, and also maybe a cause of anxiety or just emotionally uncomfortable for them. Mm -hmm. So the whole process by itself may be a cause of concern mm -hmm. to these women. But I also think a major, major part of it is not understanding what exactly is going on. And what is needed for you to stay up to date with your tests. Exactly. What is your team doing to raise awareness and increase participation among your patients and in the community as a whole? Our office is a residency program, and a large part of our focus is on providing maternity care and women's health needs. So this involves caring for pregnant women, offering birth control, educating and empowering women about their health. Some of our providers, like Dr. El Sayed, have special interest in providing this care. And, um, and uh, a part of what we did was observed January as Cervical Health Awareness Month and focused on, just as breast cancer is represented by the pink ribbon, cervical cancer is represented by the teal ribbon. And we focused on patient education in our office mm -hmm. And we put up posters, gave out handouts, and we also reached out to women who were due for their screening by making phone calls, sending letters, inviting women to be screened. And basically, we encourage men and women of all ages to follow up with their family doctors or women with their gynecologists to be up to date with their well health exams and actually find out and, and we encourage them to ask questions and know what's really going on. 
So once again, please reiterate the recommendations. What are the guidelines for how often a woman needs to be tested and what those tests are to talk it over with their doctor? Screening is recommended for women between age 21 to 65. Women between 21 and 29 can get a pap test, which is done every three years. Women between 30 and 65 can get either a pap test, which is done every three years. They can get HPV testing alone, which they're good for up until five years. Or they can get both the pap and HPV test together, which usually gives us more information. It's called pap and HPV co-testing, with which they're good for up to every five years. Screening usually ends at age 65, especially if they've had three consecutive negative pap tests at age 65. Mm -hmm. But we encourage women to talk to their doctors if they need continued screening at age 66. And outside the uncomfortableness a person might have having this test or talking with their doctor about it, The system is set up to take care of women if they choose this service. Yes, this is a highly preventable cancer. We have highly reliable tests in this day and age. Almost all insurance plans are now required to cover the screening at no out-of-pocket cost. That is family medicine resident physician Anisha Kapoor. Dr. Kapoor is welcoming new patients at MidMichigan Medical Center Gratiot in Alma. For more information about Dr. Kapoor, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors and search Anisha Kapoor. Of course, as always, if you have health concerns, the best place to start is your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider, go to midmichigan.org slash doctors. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thank you so much for listening. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.